You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 196. Today, we're talking to one entrepreneur to find out how they quit their corporate job to double their salary in just three months. So stay tuned. I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now with over 1.2 million downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, James Wedmore here, and thank you so much for tuning in to another bonus edition of the Mind Your Business podcast. Now, if you're a regular listener, first and foremost, I appreciate you. You're amazing. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I especially appreciate all the feedback we've been getting from this new edition that we've decided to add to the podcast with all these amazing, incredible case studies. Like, seriously, It's amazing how much you guys are really resonating with these stories and I love it. It's like my favorite thing to do in the world to show you off, you know, because I hear it. People say, it's easy for you to say, James, you've been doing this for a long time. And (laughs) that's that's not what they sound like, but (laughs) I, I mean, like, that's an excuse. It's nonsense. And so I'm like, okay, fine. I'll show you more proof of all the people that are doing it and they're defying all the odds. Just... Don't believe everything you think, folks, because there's just so much nonsense BS out there. Like, you got to have a a 100,000 person email list. You got to be doing this for two years straight. You got to be blah, blah, blah. All these things you think you got to do before you can like get started. It's nonsense. So today you're going to meet one of our students of my high level coaching program called BBD Next Level. And it's so great because it all started with a post that he shared in that group. He shared this on September 21st and he said, I joined Next Level on June 19th and I had two simple goals. I wanted to quit my job and by the end of the year, I wanted to make at least 50% of my annual salary, which is $100,000. Today is September 21st. I've already quit my job and I've made exactly 100K three months after joining. It's pretty extraordinary. That's the headline we have for you is that in three months while working his corporate job, Misha, our guest today, generated $100,000 in revenue without a list and without paid advertising. He did it while working a job and he actually is now on pace to more than double the annual salary from his job. And he did it in three months while still working in his job. It's absolutely phenomenal. These are extraordinary examples, right? These are results not to be expected by everyone. This is this is extraordinary people doing extraordinary things, but they're also very, it should be very inspiring for you. Now, here's why I want you to stay to the end. When you're finished listening to Misha's story, he's gonna blow your mind with some of the really cool tips that he's gonna share about Facebook groups and how Facebook group how he's running Facebook groups differently than most and how we need to start thinking differently. If we want to own a group, if we are owning a group, if you're thinking about it and what he's doing differently and it's just mind blowing. I love it. I love how this guy thinks and I'm just so happy for him and I think he's amazing. So without further ado, I want to introduce you to Misha Sidoff. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here with another extraordinary entrepreneur who's up to extraordinary things, Mr. Misha Sidoff. Misha, how you doing? Hey, James. Doing awesome. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, absolutely. It's my honor. It's a privilege. Here's Misha's headline. This is, this is what he's been able to accomplish in such a short amount of time. In three months, and I'll, we'll get into the specifics of this, but, and I want to make sure I get this right. In three months, he doubled, or he's on track to double his annual salary from his corporate job, which allowed for him to finally quit to do this full-time. So he was able to generate over $100,000 in three months without a list and without paid advertising. Is that accurate? Did I say that right? Yes. Now, three months, exactly. Yes. And did you do most of this while you had your job still? Yes. Okay. Yeah. When did you quit? What was the quitting day? Do you know the exact day? Oh, yeah. It was uh, BBD Life. No way. So, <laughs> yeah. So, end of, uh, end of August. It was Exactly. Yes. It's, it was right after the BBD Life, pretty much the next day. And it was one of the promises I made to Kimberly, another NL member. Oh, that's so awesome. Was you were going to go in and put in your, your notice and, and quit? Yeah. How did that feel? Was it scary? And how does it feel now? Well, I was scared as hell. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's, um, it is hard because as entrepreneurs, we, uh, like now I can say I'm, you know, an entrepreneur because I don't have the nine to five job and I'm not working for anyone else. But as entrepreneurs, the one thing that we learn to do is actually how to start a fire, right? And then with, when you work for someone and you're getting used to, to salary, and sometimes you don't have to start a fire to get money. You can, you know, you can hide behind someone's backs. Sometimes mm -hmm. you should not be productive every day, but you still get your paycheck every two weeks. Right. And it's like... You know, you're a kid, you used to live with your parents and suddenly they kick you out and you go and you find a place to live and you, um, you, you got to find a job. So that was pretty much the same moment in my life when I quit my job. So if I'm hearing correctly, there was a part of you that felt like you didn't feel like you were us utilizing your full potential in a job. hundred uh, percent. But also... I did not feel like I can actually design my my life, you know, because right. I had to follow someone else's orders. And, um, you know, like I remember every si Sunday, you know, in the evening, I would open my laptop and I will start going through emails that I would get, you know, during the weekend. Mm -hmm. And I felt like my energy level was going down because, okay, tomorrow is Monday, I'll have to go to, to work and I'll have to do certain things. And even though I loved my jobs and I still do pretty much what I was doing uh, while working for, you know, the amazing company that I worked for, mm -hmm. still it was not about me creating my own life, but it's about me helping someone else create their life. Yeah. Okay, I get that. Now, uh, so what we're going to do in this episode is you're going to break this down for us, you know, to be able to get out of your job, a career, not, you weren't like working at like Starbucks, like this is a career, you could have stayed here and, you know, cushy job, cushy, like it provides a lot. You got out, you exited in three months and you generate 100K in three months, which is 
like incredible. No ads, no less. You're going to show us, take us through some of the major milestones and steps of how you did it and what the last three months looked like for you. And then for our listeners, when you say the end, Misha is also going to share with us one of the ways in which he is crushing it with Facebook groups. And if you are a Facebook group owner or you're thinking about opening and starting a Facebook group, he's going to show you the five things that really no one else is talking about that you need to know if you want to run a group effectively to help grow your business, because that's one of the things he'll get into as a very powerful tool that he used so that he didn't have to spend money on ads, money that he didn't have or was like really nervous to spend, which I totally get that. So if that all sounds good, you want to take us to the beginning? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Okay. So the whole journey actually started on June 19th when I joined NL. Right, mm-hmm. and and then probably a week after we had our call together, it was the private coaching call that you get as NL member. Right. And by the way, just so people know, NL is, is yeah. next level. It's the abbreviation for BBD Next Level. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm sorry it. for that. <laughs> no worries. <Yeah. laughs> okay, and then during this call, I basically told you, "Hey, James, I have this like 15 grand, and it's it's pretty much all I have, and I just want to throw all this money in." to buying traffic and uh, getting results. And you basically told me, hey, whoa, whoa, hold on, <laughs> like hold your horses. Mm-hmm. What you need to do now is to understand the whole funnel and conversion at every step. You gotta collect data before you invest. And that was, you know, that was a sobering advice. And then you also, on that call, you gave me one book that I think was the best book I ever read in my life. The book is Conversations with God. Yeah. And and the reason you gave me this book, because you also felt that it's not about the technical knowledge that I lack, but it was a bit about faith. And you basically said, hey, when you go there and you show up, you got to show up strong and confident. And to do that, you got to have the faith inside you. So... You know, this will power everything you do. And hey, here is a book. You got to read it. And, you know, I purchased the book. I read it. And the book totally blew my mind. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that resonated, like there are many ideas. Pretty much every page has a few things you can write down. You can, and, and you can reflect on those things and you can uh, take them with you. But one of the things that resonated with me quite in the very beginning of the book was that to change your behavior, you need first to change your identity. Mm. And that was big. And the idea is that if you change your identity, you can change your actions. And if you change your actions, you can change your reality. Mm-hmm. So I asked myself, okay, if I'm not going to spend money on Facebook ads because James thinks that it's not a wise thing to do right away, how can I still, you know, get to my hundred grand in three months without spending money on buying ads in Facebook or anywhere else? And as a systematic thinker, the way, you know, I, I, I got this message from the book is, okay, if you change your identity, what kind of identity you got to have to make it happen? And for me, it's not about having like being an honest or a good guy or showing up like some generic stuff that doesn't mean actually anything. For me, it's okay, let's put that to the language of action. 
what exactly and i realized that if i do that without ads i gotta create a community first and if i'm going to create the best and biggest community in my market what exactly i need to understand to make it happen what kind of like basics and foundations what kind of rules i gotta you know insert into this community so it will work out and then I started writing down and I wrote a lot of things and then I started reading and diving into this topic of how you actually create thriving communities. You know, how you can transition or transform your community into a tribe. What exactly you need to do. And I started doing that and after a while, after reading like a few good books on creating communities, I laid out all the principles I need to follow to create a thriving community. And I st- once I, you know, like once I understood what I need to do, I started doing that. There was pretty much no lag between thinking and acting for me, mm. like no time for procrastination. I had only 19 days to make my hundred grand. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. So and I was and, you know, I haven't been to many calls and just because I, I had to work, like I had to pull these 10, 12 hours days to make it fast, to make it real quick, to get to my number before it is too late. That was some kind of fear that was, you know, pushing me and uh, being really hard on me. Sure. Well, and I want to jump in for a second, too, because I remember that. I mean, it was only June 19th. It wasn't that long ago. So I remember our call very clearly. And I'll tell for our listeners to give a little bit more context about why I suggested that, you know, you didn't spend that money. And it was because I could really tell, and I see people do this, they, they kind of go in with this like all or nothing mentality. Like, you know, there's like, I don't know, the analogy that the metaphor that comes up is like playing poker. And, you know, I don't know much about poker, but I know that there are games that will last for hours, right? And the, the way I felt you approaching this launch was, this is the first hand of poker and you're just going to say, I'm going all in. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> I either going to yeah. win on this first hand or I'm, you know, or I'm going to lose and that's it. And I'm like, you know, the entrepreneurial journey is risky and there's risks. It's our job and it's my job as a coach to say, well, how can we mitigate that risk as much as possible and still get after our goal? Like there's, there's a jump, there's a leap that we're all going to have to take. And, you know, it might be just like you guys are like in Misha's position where you have a job, a lot of time, a lot of other responsibilities, a lot of current circumstances that constrain or feel like a constraint on your possibilities. And so what I want to do is say, what is it if if he's got to jump from here to there? How do I make that jump as small as possible for him? What could that look like? So it's not such a leap where he's his likelihood of failing is higher let's make it smaller. And so to soften that by saying, what if we could do this without ads or without a lot of ads or, you know, just a little bit was that first step. That was the first thing that came up. And then I'll say the second thing is that like, yeah, there was some like fear and hesitation that really came up. And I just, I'll never forget this story because I think I told my wife about it. She's the only one I talk to about coaching calls. I keep everything (laughs) else private, but I just, I loved it because I was like, you know, Misha, tell me of a time that where you really did express and convey confidence in your life and you immediately had one and it was you and if i hope i'm allowed to share but you told me the story of how you got the job at this company Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the short version of it is he just walked into the ceo the boss's office and he's like look i'm gonna be the best person at this job and you'd be basically you'd be an idiot not to hire me and i'm like you already know what it feels like to have that level of just like owning it what would that look like 
when you start doing that to your audience, like this is going to change your life. This is going to make a difference. And basically you'd be an idiot not to do it. I really think is, am I, I don't want to lead you or add something that's not there, but do you feel like you've transplanted a lot of that energy and confidence into the way you work now with, with your students and customers, especially when you're launching and promoting? Absolutely. No doubt. That's awesome. So a lot of shifts happen there. We'll link up, of course, conversations with, with God in the show notes. I've recommended it in the past. It's a phenomenal book for people who are open for it and ready for it. It changed my life. So I'm so happy that it helped change yours as well, Misha. Okay. So keep going. What, what's the next? Yeah. So the next step was, okay. And then how do I create my community? Because I don't have, I'm not going to spend money on Facebook ads. I don't have a list to launch, but I need to launch. And the next 30 days I need to create this community. So there would be some people, some audience I can use to move them to the next step of my funnel. Right. And and there are two approaches how we actually create community. And uh, one approach is what we call seeding. You basically reach out to everyone who knows you or who you think might be a good fit for this community. You reach out to them directly, right? And you reach out to people who trust you, who know you, but also you reach out to those that you think going to be active founding members of your community. So you just direct message them. And what is this called again? What was the word you said? It is seeding. Seeding. Yes. Okay, got it. Yep. Yeah. So you invite them and this is how I got my first 100 members. I reached out to them directly. I said, hey, this is the community I'm going to create and this is what we're going to do there. And I think you're a perfect fit. And if you think it's a good idea, here is a link to join. Mm-hmm. What I have never done is I never invited anyone without their consent. And this drives me nuts when someone invites me to the Facebook group and, for example, they say, hey, would you like to go to Alaska? You know, and this community is about everyone going to Alaska and they send me the invite. It drives me nuts like when they do that. So I never do that to anyone else. So what I, I was doing, I direct messaged maybe like 150 people and 100 actually agreed to join the community. That's a great, that's a great number right there. Yeah. That was the first step. How actually I can, I could test my promise, right? Because I I was going to sell a product after that. So ideally I would name the community the same way I would name my uh, whatever course or program I'm going to start after that. And this is, was the the first time I could test my offer and I could tweak it and based on people's reaction, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it is very safe environment where you can understand whether you understand the, uh, the pain of the market and the promise you're giving to the market and uh, whether it works or not. And also you can understand your target audience based on that. Yeah. So that was the, the first step, how I've done that. And then the next problem I faced was getting to what I call critical mass. Now, there is a term that I like to use, and uh, this is the term I created myself, so I will have to explain it a little bit better. Um, The term is social liquidity. The liquidity is coming from the world of money, right? So, for example, some assets are more liquid than other, which means that the number of transactions that happen every day through these assets is higher compared to other, right? For example, if I'm 
selling houses, uh, like a seller and a buyer transaction is going to be less frequent comparing to the tenant and lord's transaction, right? Mm, Yes. So with social liquidity or with a number of social transactions, it is important that when you create a community and you start small with, let's say, first 100 people or 50 people, it is important that they actually converse and they speak to each other and they interact. And the way you do that is by creating the rules to increase this social liquidity so you can get to critical mass where the community is self-sustaining. You don't have to participate for the community to exist. And the way you do that, the way you increase the social liquidity factor is by actually narrowing down the topic uh, you're going to discuss in this community. Okay. Let's say if, you know, you and I, if we sit in one room and if we discuss like online marketing only, we can have quite a dense conversation. Correct. We can go many different directions. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes. However, if we don't know each other and we don't have a topic, then we'll have just a smart, you know, a smart talk in the very beginning. And probably this is it. I know, James, you're different. You can actually, yeah, you can talk to anyone and you can talk with this person for like for the whole day nonstop. Like you're a different kind of person. But we are like as other human beings, we are not, you know, exactly like that. After small talk, normally there is a pause, there is a silence. And if we are introverts in the room, well, the silence is going to continue. Right. And this exactly what will happen with your community if you just got 50 people, you know, and you didn't narrow down the topic that this guy is going to discuss. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And that was the second breakthrough I've done once I got to this, you know, to, to this understanding and I reached the required frequency of communication or, and conversations and community became self-sustaining, I started thinking, okay, how I grow it faster. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, my next step was to go to other Facebook group owners and invite them for an interview. Like like a Facebook live interview, podcast? Like what kind of Yeah, it, it, it is like a podcast. It's like, it's like a, I call it webcast. Mm-hmm. It, it is a podcast through Facebook Live. Yeah. So, however, I ask them to host this interview, not only in my group, but in their group as well. How does that look? Is it on your, you do it on your page and then you share it in both the groups? Yes. You oh. stream to your Facebook page and then you share the link to your Facebook page and to this uh, particular live to Facebook groups. Misha, this is brilliant. And this worked out amazingly. Pretty much in uh, less than three weeks, my group was close to 1,000 people. Wow. Are you kidding me? That's brilliant. That was amazing. Oh, my goodness. Dude, I'm just like geeking out on that because I... Like being a part of the YouTube community for a long time, I saw a lot of people would grow their channels by doing collaborations with other YouTube creators. I see a lot of podcast hosts doing this where they collaborate and, you know, interview each other and get on each other's shows. I've never even considered about Facebook group hosts and owners collaborating like this. And you see, I tried to to start doing the regular way. I would just to reach I would just reach out to people and they say, Hey, do you want to collaborate? And it was 
pretty similar to cold calling people which is not really effective right instead i said okay maybe i can offer value upfront and i would say hey can we like can we have this interview and i will introduce you to my audience and at that time they didn't know that my audience was only 50 people yeah um however i said look i have like i will stream it i will promote you you know we'll like we'll collaborate i'll do whatever you want and i have a really good content to share with your audience as well so we have amazing we'll have amazing interview and once that was done and they started streaming to their facebook groups all members thought oh wow you know this is interesting like this dude is interesting so and he has this group that i would advertise on my private like yeah. pr- private page right i would give a link to my group and they would go through my private page to the group and they will join the group love it yeah and uh, this is so and we got like the first thousand people they were like really high quality dudes and uh, you know and girls and all interested in the uh, funnel space and how you build funnels and how you hack funnels like all those things and the conversation we had there and because it was only one topic like the conversations were so deep and so amazing so then and that was the moment when i realized okay i reached the critical mass it's time to launch Mm. okay that's let's just like sit with that for a second so you felt like a shift where it was like you knew kind of just like this is critical mass and was it more a number or more like okay you could just feel it they were ready for it how how did you know yeah the 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 feeling came um before i analyzed the numbers Mm mm-hmm because there were so many people going outside of the community and telling that, look, this community is amazing and Misha is great. And the idea and all the content he's given is just mind blowing. And once people started tagging me in their, like, you know, in, in other conversations and pretty much like every second day someone would tag me, I realized that I am approaching the critical mass. I'm close to launch. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it. the third, like the, the third point or the uh, third phase was, okay, if I'm going to launch, whose process I'm going to use? <laughs> like, am I, you know, going to use my own process because I'm doing funnels for pretty my whole life or I will trust James. And that was the, you know, this trust factor. Like, yes. can I trust someone else? Because I never used to do that before in my job, right? I used to do everything myself and creating all these funnels myself. And I think that was Jasmine in your team. Yeah. And she basically said, you just trust James. She's tough. She's a tough cookie, guys. Like Jasmine <laughs> she, is no she's, she's, she's like, she's, have, you, have you not gone through the process yet? Why not? There yeah. it is. Do it. What's your excuse? Uh, yeah, she's. I'm a little bit nicer than her. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So I said, okay, you know, with small tweaks here and there, I will trust the process and I will launch using James' process. And um, guess what? That was my pretty much first launch, and I made almost ten grand there. Boom! Ten grand. What was the price of the? product so i was selling my course at 470 dollars okay and yeah and um like everyone was telling me hey that's too low but well you gotta 
yes, sir, you gotta someone. go through through the process Absolutely. to understand, right? Absolutely. So that was um, the initial offer for four hundred seventy dollars, and we. And this is in like thirty days. Yes. Thirty yes, days of first... creating the group and. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Great. Cool. Yeah. So I had, I think, like 15 or 16, maybe more people buying the product. Yeah. And the product was not ready. Uh, I actually, like, I, I, didn't have a, I did not have a product. I said, hey, I'm going to teach you live, but uh, it was monetized before you make it. Yes. Thing. And uh, I was building, like, delivering the new module pretty much every new week. Yeah, love it. And was that yeah. like, were people upset by that? Were they offended? No, they like they every time they said, "Wow, this is amazing. We love it." It's th like, and so the reality is, everyone who joined the community, they were not like rookies. They were not the beginners. They right. already like, they were for some time on the market. Many of them were like copywriters and uh, digital marketers. So these people, they actually knew a lot. And they said, hey, we already purchased this and that product, so it will be hard to like to surprise us or to excite us. And then every time where we had like this life lesson <laughs> and the life lesson would be like three hours, mm. it, it is going to be like really dense lesson. And in the end, they will say, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. That's and also, I would use their feedback to make my module even better. Of course. Is, yeah, th so that's that, the whole point. I mean, that's exactly. I love it. Yeah. So you, that, you didn't stop there. First launch, 10K, got the product built with 15 to 16 people. Then what? Then I said, okay, it's time to launch again. Yes. You now, know, look, I'm, here's the a, here's a thing I want to stop here because here's a big mistake I see people making. They go, hey, this is great. I just made 10K. What's something else I can go create? What's another product I can go create, another offer? But you didn't do that. You stayed no, with the I, same like, thing. I already, and I was, I cannot say I was smart enough because I was using <laughs> your tips and your strategy. You basically said, hey, you got to focus. Um, yeah. you, you cannot build many like bridges at the same time. So just focus on one bridge because um, as entrepreneurs, we tend to uh, chase shiny objects. And this is exactly what you do not want to do. Yeah. So I said, okay, now it's time to repeat. And um, right. I've done pretty much um, the same again. And uh, my next launch was close to 20 grand. Okay, so now you've doubled and still, how, mu how much did you spend on ads this time? So we spent, I think, $180, but it's not direct <laughs> spend. Right, right. What what'd you spend that what did what did you get for that 180 what would you even buying at $180 So I was ex like I did not use uh, Facebook Ads Manager before so I said okay maybe I can play with $180 just to understand how Facebook ads work actually So for $180 I think I boosted some posts Oh great <laughs> yeah yeah, like some really, you know, crazy stuff that I would never do again. But uh, I just tried to experiment how I can uh, spend the money. And I think I spent like 50 or $60 to advertise in someone else's group. I think that was it. Oh, cool. So wait, oh, so you paid someone directly that money? You said, hey, here's 60 bucks to let me put a post in there or something? Yeah, so they said, hey, actually, it, like to advertise in our group, it is $2,000. And I said, well, I, I have only $80. Uh, <laughs> Take it or leave it. Uh, not really. I said, but you know what? Let me give you $80. And if someone 
from your group joins, Ooh. I will give you 30% as oh. a referral. Dude, I love how you think, man. This is awesome. First of all, I also think that's just a brilliant strategy. We've done this a little bit on Instagram and I'm like, why aren't we doing more of this? Like, guys, you want to start thinking like successful entrepreneurs. We can spend months and months and months and years like let me create all the perfect content and all the content in the world and hope that like 300 people opt in or you just go to the people that are spending all their time building communities and say here i'll pay you a little bit of money so i can get in front of those same people and i'd rather pay a little bit of money to save me months of time and quite frankly all of you should as well but for misha for you to be that resourceful as well to say hey i've got 80 bucks but here's let's let's make this a win-win if someone signs up you're going to get a commission freaking brilliant i love it yeah. it's so simple this is simple this isn't like whoa he created rocket science plans here that i could never do no yeah and you know what's this. funny so she got 600 dollars back and um yes next time when i was launching she basically said hey no need to pay up front yes Just- <laughs> give me that give me that yeah. affiliate cookie yeah. yeah exactly exactly and i loved it and and then i increased the um, the, the portion that you know I, i'm paying to my affiliates yeah and did you raise the price from launch one to launch two yes to one thousand dollars oh that's big that's awesome so you doubled the price and you doubled the revenue which is a really good sign that it didn't stay the same but it also grew like that's that's fantastic yeah but that that's only we're only like a third of the way there we're at 30k yeah so the next point was at at that point my community is already at uh, 2000 people Mm. yeah and we are like 60 days in or i think 70 days in so my community 2000 people and i do a ninja launch Yes. So, <laughs> yes. This is one and, of the James Webmore strategies here. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So here is what I've done, and I don't know whether anyone should repeat it, but what I have launched the membership site for integrators. No way. Yeah. Like this is a you different guys product. were talking about integrators. Pretty much everyone is talking about Rocket Fuel and the visionary role and the integrator, yeah. and I'm like, okay. Everyone is focused so much on CEOs and nobody's focused on integrators. Mm-hmm. And pretty much my whole life I spent in marketing automation, so maybe I can get integrators into this membership. Yeah. And I had 2,000 people in my community and this is how I started. I said, I made a post and I said, hey, this is uh, Meyer Briggs test. Can you guys all go test, like run a test and, and give me your letters? Mm, love it. And I've got 300 people giving me the letters and many of them had these ENTJ, you know, type of personalities. Mm. Okay, so yeah. kind of like having perfect integrators. Right. Then the next step was I created a, you know, a group for all these integrators and they were, I think, 50 of them. And I said, look, you're integrators and you are underutilizing, you know, your, <laughs> like, your skills and whatever you can do. I have this offer for you and this is only for integrators. Would you like to join? And 25 of them joined the same day. That's and cool. the price for my membership is um, $147 per month. 147 a month. It is 147 a month, mm-hmm. but it's an, an annual membership. So they sign up for 12 months and then I give them 
you know, like they, they can pay monthly or they can pay upfront. So some people pay upfront, some people pay um, based on, on, on monthly basis. Yeah, love it, love it. So you said you had 25 join. Yes. Okay. So if I'm doing the math, 147 times 12 times 25, boom, that's 44-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Sweet. So yeah, that's 44 grand right there. And then my final move was with the um, like ascension model, right? Mm-hmm. You yep. move people th- through your like main products, like mainstream products, and then to Ascension. And then I have created the group coaching program, uh, again, for integrators and digital CEOs. And these people already had some success before. Many of them are running pretty solid businesses already. And uh, I said, hey, you know what? I have this program. And I reached out to these people directly. Like I I messaged them directly and I said, okay, there is a program, it is $6,000. Would you like to join? Yeah. And again, all from my community. And I had five people join right away. Awesome. Boom, 30K. Yeah. And that's pretty much how I got to the number. Wow. Dude, that's incredible. 90 days, man. With what I'm hearing is like two Facebook groups, one with 2,000 people in it. And how much was in the other Facebook group for integrators? So it was 50... However, we archived the group once the conversion was done. Okay, got it. And then now it's just, yeah, for the members who want to stay in the membership. Okay, wow. That's incredible. So this is awesome. This is all, guys, this is all what Misha has has done in the last three months, or he did in three months. It's now been four months. It's the month of June, July, or June 19th to July 19th to August and to September. So by the end of September. And we are about to run our next launch in 20 days, I believe. Very exciting. Now, which launch is that going to be for? Uh, that's for... So we transitioned fully to membership model. Mm-hmm. We love the, um, you know, st- love stable cash flow. Yeah. However, we still run launches for the membership, right? And um, it's, it's going to be for the main membership site, the one that is $147 per month. Awesome. Did you choose to go after that one more because of the continuity and the membership model or because of the content that and the and the response from the members? Yeah, so I think it, it was first the content and then I rationalized with continuity. Mm-hmm. Got it. Because once my members, they consumed my course and they learned how to create funnels and how to hack funnels, they said, okay, but what about like scaling up our teams? What about creating the copy that converts? Like we all, like we need all of that as well. And yeah. I had a choice. I, I could just, hey, create a new course, but I didn't really want it to do that because yes. it would dilute my focus. Instead, I said, hey, what if we will create the membership side and we will put all of that into the membership site for you. And then when we launched this site for integrators first, we did not have anything there. Like yeah. it was like it was nothing. We had one course and we didn't really want to give access to this course right away. So basically we said, hey guys, you just start dancing and then I will turn on the music. I love it. Oh my God, I love the analogy too. And by the way, guys, Misha touched on something that's like, 
a huge philosophy here that I believe in wholeheartedly. In fact, we did an entire bonus episode on it in the podcast, episode 188, which we'll link up, which is this idea of, you You heard me should just say it, like we didn't want to create more offers to dilute my energy and my focus. And it was so much smarter to say, hey, we've got people on a reoccurring basis. Why don't we just give them what they need here? It means less funnels we need to create, less launches we need to create, less additional stuff and moving pieces. We can put it all in one place for them. And I just, I love that. So first of all, like, man, just like so happy for you and like just a huge congrats. This is incredible and it's super inspiring. I'm, I'm just about to warn you, you're going to get a bunch of people because this is what's been happening with our case studies that we've been bringing on. Like a ton of people are going to reach out to you because you're just like inspiring a whole nother group of people. There's, gosh, we're getting like eight to eight, depending on the episode, eight to 12,000 listeners a week, individual listeners. And it's just, it's so inspiring because you've done so much in so little And I just love how you're approaching your business. I love the way you're thinking about business. It's so what's needed. So well done. And I think this is just the beginning. I think we both can agree. And I think our listeners can agree that we're not going to be surprised where Misha is 12 months from the recording of this episode. (laughs) Thank you, James, for that. It would have been impossible without like an owl, without community, without what you have created. Well, I I mean, I appreciate I appreciate you giving me some credit, but it's it's always you, man. It, it, It always comes back to you. You know, you didn't have to pick up that book. You didn't have to read it. You didn't have to interpret it and internalize it and start asking yourself the questions that you've been asking. If you guys re listen to this episode, you can hear in this interview, the inner dialogue that Misha has with himself, the way he gets curious about himself, about business, about opportunity. And most people are not doing that. They're just like, what do I do? Is someone telling me what to do? Why isn't it working? And instead, <laughs> instead, Misha's like, what, who do I need to be? And what does that look like? And how does that translate into action? And what can I do differently? And if I don't use ads, what should I be doing? The quality of your life is determined by the quality of questions you ask. I've said that till I'm blue in the face. I'm broken record with you guys, but Misha demonstrated that impeccably here. And his results are just the byproduct of that. And that's so amazing. So before we wrap up, and I want to be mindful of time, Misha wants to share some some additional stuff that he's doing differently with, with Facebook groups. Can we get into those real quick? Yeah, absolutely. So how about I share the principles that I use and these principles will help understand other Facebook group owners, what kind of communities they create and what exactly they gotta be doing in, in, in these communities. Sounds good to me. Let's do it. Yeah. So the first thing that I always ask myself and you know, anyone who asks me is like, where do you place this community in your sales funnel? And this is really an important question because, well, you can use this the community like myself and put it in front of your funnel. And this is the place where you create awareness about yourself and where you will get people who have the same, you know, goals and experiences and interests. However, they are not your buyers yet. Right. Right. So they're not your clients yet. So another way you can create a community in the end of your funnel. For example, they just purchased your offer. And this, for example, what you, James, is doing with the um, with BBD. Right. Mm -hmm. You have really thriving community there of people who already purchased your online course. Correct. And you want to. And this is what what we call the hot community. 
because these people already know you, they love you, they trust you, and whatever you offer to them, they are ready to, you know, to, to go with you to the next level, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What I see, people actually mix these two things. They make offers to the community in front of their funnel that is the same as they would do to the community in the end of their funnel. Mm. And the logic is you cannot be direct with the community at awareness stage. You cannot ask them to buy directly. This is nonsense. This yeah. is like this is not how we do things. Right. However, with the community in the end of your funnel, you can just put your offer in front of them and many of them will buy. Right. So a great example of that was the the coaching program at 6K that you offered, you put in front of your community after they were in. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And this, com- and this is another community that is a community of clients, right? Mm-hmm. Only these guys got my offer, like 6K offer. Right. Yeah. And if you look, for example, at uh, Jill Stanton's 9 to 5 community, she never ever in her life will offer them to buy something directly from her. Like never, maybe sometimes she will show them the lead magnet or something like that, but she will never ask them to buy anything because this is how you actually destroy your community by being direct and offering them to to buy. So the first thing is you need to understand where is your community? Is it in front of the funnel? Is it in the end of the funnel? And you know, what is the goal? Now, the second piece that I see many Facebook group owners mess up is they do not narrowly define the segment of people they want to attract to this community. It's too big, too broad. Exactly. For example, they say, oh, let's everyone who is in Toronto, let's, um, let's make the community for these guys. Or everyone who's an entrepreneur. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And then, and we have real examples here. Like we have this broad communities for entrepreneurs mm-hmm. where it seems there are only crickets there. Right. <laughs> right. So, and, and the community can be like 50,000 people and unfortunately nobody posts anything. Nobody asks questions. And it is because the community was defined as really broad instead of narrowing down your focus, going to really small, tiny segment. I love that. It sounds so yeah. counterintuitive too, guys, because you're like, no, no, I don't want to you know, close it off to 99% of the people. But yeah, when you get really specific, that's when the conversations open up. I love it. Yeah. So another piece is many group owners, they don't really understand why people come to their communities and when they leave. Because Normally, you know, the people, they come for functional value or for an educational uh, value. However, they stay because of emotional value. Mm, that's, let's, let's repeat that again. They'll come for the intellectual value. Uh, functional value. Functional you, can, value. you can put it educational or intellectual yes. value. And they'll stay yep. for the emotional. So what is, so, so I think we all get the, the content and the intellectual and the, that, the functional What does that mean to stay for the emotional value? So let me explain it in another way. I know you you have a scooter, don't you? I do. Yeah. Okay. Why not Harley Davidson? (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. That's a. I don't know. How do you put that into words, right? Uh, For me, I'm not a Harley rider. I'm. I actually don't like those when they like rev up their engines really loud, right, and make a ton of noise. And I'm like, oh my goodness, you're just looking for attention you want people to notice you uh, yeah 
so and but the scooter like i feel free on the scooter i'm like just buzzing around town and you know having okay perfect look this is about your identity because you said i'm not a harley driver yeah totally right or rider so it's totally about your sense of belonging and your identity and with like with harleys you can either hate the noise right they create or you can love the sound of the engine yeah and everyone who and can you imagine people like can you imagine people putting your name as a tattoo on their bodies yeah right and with and harley like yeah. harley writers they put harley like harley davidson like logos yeah. on their bodies and this is amazing and they do that because of the sense of belonging so what many facebook group owners do not understand so they treat their communities only for like their own business benefit they say okay if i create community i will start making sales it will help me you know with my funnel etc however what they forget is what is the goal of their community member Mm, and the the goal is the sense of belonging yeah so the, the real question is how do you take everyone who came to you because of the content and because of the educational value how actually you move up the ladders and you create emotional value and the way you do that is like you have a few things how you can do that. Number one is you foster like relationships and you you encourage people to self-disclose. And this is really, really important in every community mm-hmm. to create this safe and open environment where people can openly share their problems and ask questions. For example, in your community, James, you are telling everyone like I've heard that hundreds of times, but you're basically saying, hey, there is no stupid questions. Don't say you're stupid or a rookie. We don't want to hear that. Just go and ask, 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 and ask, and we will answer every question you have. So that's the way how you actually encourage this self-disclosure. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's great. And by the way, bonus, guys, anyone wants to get a Mind Your Business tattoo, um, (laughs) I'm I'm all about it, and we'll feature you on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) right yeah and so and the second way how you do that is by creating like micro tribe of influencers Mm. within your community yes so the way i started my community is by inviting first like let's say 50 members myself right 100 members myself and i rewarded them for being the first member, the founding members. And it's not that I rewarded them extrinsically like by giving the money or I don't know, like the t-shirts or belt. I, like, I don't know like what, what people are doing. Yeah. Instead, I A, exposed them to other members of community and B, I rewarded them publicly and with giving access to myself. Yeah, so great. And once you can create this micro tribe and they will become your ambassadors and they will uh, help every new member, they will go outside and uh, they will create this halo effect for your community. And this is so important. And the reason, like number one reason why majority of communities fail is because they do not have these micro influencers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And finally, James, so the, the last point I, I want to make, and I think it, it is pretty important majority of Facebook group owners, they treat 
their Facebook groups as an audience, not a community. Mm. Yes. Like they're talking at them, not with them. Exactly. Like it's and if you, like probably you have seen these groups when where you join and where you see it's only admin who are talking. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's only the Facebook group owner who is given content and everyone is participating here and there. But in general, you don't see posts from anyone else. Uh, that's, gosh, it's so good. Yes. And, and, and this is where the mix and do not understand the goal of every member of the community. This comes back to the idea that the goal is to create a sense of belonging. And you do not create a sense of belonging when you talk at them, where you, when you see them as your audience. Totally. Yeah. Oh, so so huge. The, the idea is if they talk to each other more often than you talk to them or then they talk to you, it means you have created a thriving community. Yeah. And it continues to grow. Oh, this is great. Misha, this has been phenomenal. And I just want to thank you so much for sharing all of this and taking the time and also sharing your your story and your journey with us. I know it's just going to inspire so many people. And it's just the beginning, man. It's just the beginning. So I'm just like, I'm so stoked for you. And I can't wait for more results and more wins and hear how big your Facebook group and your community is going to be like six months from now, a year from now. So again, thank you. To call this episode complete, to wrap it up, is there anything else that you'd like to share? Anything coming to mind before we wind it down? Well, I would just recommend everyone who is who hasn't joined the BBD community yet, just do it as soon as possible, really. Like if if you guys want to achieve real result real fast, you got to join right now. Well, I appreciate you saying that, man. Thank you so much. Uh, guys, we're going to link up everything Misha's Facebook group, his website, social media stuff. I'll link that all up in the show notes for you guys so you guys can go check out more about Misha, what he's doing over at his community, how he's crushing things. So again, buddy, thank you so much for being here. And thank all of you guys for listening into another bonus episode of the Mind Your Business podcast. I've been so excited just like just sharing these stories with you guys, getting you guys to know members of the community even more. And we've got more to come, more amazing, incredible stories like Misha's coming your way. So thank you again for tuning in. We'll see you all next time here on the Mind Your Business podcast. Take care. The most, in my opinion, the most generous business training that I have ever seen put out on the market. When I sold my first $200, I said, well, it's possible. Then I sold the first 10000 and 20000 and 30000 And when I actually think that, that I have actually done some of this work in my house or in my office, in a pair of shorts, serving and adding value to people, all I can say is that it's possible. It's powerfully shifted my business journey completely 180. Eight out of 10 businesses will fail within their first 18 months. That's because there's one vital mistake that all struggling entrepreneurs are making and they don't even realize it. They're ignoring the fact that most people are simply not wired for entrepreneurship. Join me this October 8th 
for the special eight-part miniseries designed to show you how the successful six and seven-figure entrepreneurs actually think about business, growth, and success, and how you too can step into the role that you were meant for in your business. Get ready for the rise of the digital CEO. For more information, visit jameswedmore.com forward slash rise right now.